Creating processes. I know it may not be the sexiest thing to talk about because in this day and age, everyone wants to talk about motivation and feel good and inspiration for their team. But without that playbook, without that framework, without these processes, they're going to get frustrated and so will you as their leader. You will get frustrated that they are not generating consistent results. You're feeling that you're pulled in a million different directions. As one of my clients said, every time I drive up to the business, I feel I open up my computer and I might as well be putting on my hazmat suit because all I'm going to be doing is fighting fires all day. That is not a roadmap to success. So what we're going to talk about today, because all of you have been asking for more tactical episodes, we're going to talk about how to build processes, why they're important, and then more importantly, how to leverage them and use them to generate consistent results. So let's dive into today's episode of You're in Charge, Now What? and learn about creating processes. Okay, as I said, processes, uh, creating processes, not the sexiest thing. Um, some people will think it's boring, but to me, I think it's the framework that allows your team to accelerate. So then when you want to motivate them, as you would say, and get them all excited about ready to go out and have a phenomenal day, they know what they have to do day in, day out to achieve those goals. So many of you most likely either played sports or maybe you did art or music there was always a structure. Your team had a playbook. And based on your position, you had duties that you had to execute for a specific play in order for the play to be successful. Same thing for music. You had to follow along the score so that the song was up to par or it was beautiful. And the more that you practiced, the more it allowed you to relax into playing the song versus worrying about all of the steps, but you need that process. So for businesses, when I'm called in to consult, if they have an underperforming team, my first question is, where are your processes? Where is your playbook? Does everyone know what their job is? And you'll hear various answers to this question. I will, well, they know what to do, or we used to have it written down, or I've told them what to do, or we go over it in training every day. But that's not the answer to the question. The answer to the question is, yes, I have it. Here it is. Or no, I don't. And that's okay as well. There is no judgment here. It's just understand if I don't have the playbook, then everyone who is in that position or role in your business or your dealership in this case, everyone is doing what they think is right. Most people, I would say almost everyone who is currently working with you or for you comes to work wanting to do a good job. I don't think there's people who are there to just kick up their feet and not care. They are doing the job the way they think they should. Now, maybe that aligns sometimes, but is it consistent? That's where the processes come in, knowing what I need to do. So I know you're looking to say, okay, Glenn, that makes sense. How do we do this? Okay. 
I'll walk you through a scenario that I just happened with a client. It is an automotive dealership. The general manager was a little bit frustrated because the salespeople, he was constantly wondering, what are they doing? I see them out there. What are they working on? And so I took a moment for him and I asked him, do you have a process for their day? Meaning how should their day be scheduled out? And he said, well, no, they know they've been here for a while. They know. And that's not the answer to my question. Do you have it written out? And he said, well, no, not really. I said, okay, fine. Here's what I'll challenge you to do. What if you thought to yourself as an exercise, I'm the general manager. If I only had to do the salesperson's role, what would I do when I got here, first hour, second hour, throughout the day, in order for me to be successful? Start there. Write that out. Then you could bring in a few people and put it up onto the whiteboard and we could brainstorm about it and say, what do you think? This is my perspective. And maybe someone else has a better idea to say, well, here's what I do to be successful, but you're cobbling it together and you're giving them a framework. Now, notice in this situation, I'm not saying step by step by step, but you might say the first hour, here are things that you need to accomplish. Here are things that you should accomplish before lunch. Here's things that you should accomplish in the afternoon or before you leave, you need to accomplish this. And what you've done is you're starting to frame out a process. Now, in each of those steps, you may have to create a, another sub process because you might say, well, I need you to log into this tool. Do they know how to log into this tool? And it's not just for them. And this is where the this idea of building processes, it's not just for the current team, but it's for the person that you're going to hire down the road. Just think of how easy it would be to be able to bring someone aboard and say, here's your playbook. Here's how you log into this system. Here's how you uh, greet our customers. Here's how you structure your day. Do you see how that person now has a framework that it's easy for them to be trained and coached onto this same playbook versus they have to come in and try and figure out what they should be doing. And more importantly, they're looking over their shoulder, hoping they're not getting yelled at. So I have had people say to me, well, Glenn, there's that, that means there's tons of processes. And I'll say, yes, there could be. But also you didn't have this playbook for a while or in the form that you would hope it's going to turn into. So what's the matter? What, what does it matter if it's six months from now or even a year from now that you methodically are documenting all of these processes? The key is going to be that everyone is part of this. They're going to see these processes. They're going to know that's the way we do our job. You'll be able to coach them to get them back on track. Everyone's working in a very similar manner. Then if you need to update something, you just replace the page or you update the policy, update the process, and then you let everyone know, hey, we had to make this adjustment. Please look at this. So there's a few steps in doing this. The first thing that you need to do is identify what you're writing the process about. And sometimes that could be for an individual, meaning that role in your business. So in this case, the general manager may be writing processes or helping figure out the roles and the responsibilities of their 
assistant sales manager or their salespeople. So now understand what I'm doing. We're creating processes, operating procedures. They'll call them SOP, standard operating procedures for the role, not for a person. This is key. It's not for me. It is for the role that I am fulfilling. So we want to make sure that we have this role. So in this case, salesperson, what's their responsibility? What are the skills that they need to have? And we start mapping this out. And then we say, well, this is their responsibilities on a given day. So then once we have the roles and responsibilities, now we can move to the next piece, which would be creating these checklists, right? Because once we have our processes, we start to open it up and we start to say, okay, well, if they have to log into the computer or be logged into this tool, or this is how they structure their first hour, they have to make these phone calls. They have to go into their CRM and they have to do this for, do you see how all of a sudden all of these little responsibilities, then we build out a process for them. How do they do it? It is tedious at times, but remember it's allowing you to build this playbook so that you can make sure everyone is doing it the same way you as their coach we're coaching to one thing versus if I have 10 salespeople, I'm trying to remember what 10 people are doing. That's exhausting for me versus I'm getting everyone aligned to here's the responsibilities. Now, their personality may approach things differently, but the techniques, what they need to do, that shouldn't change. So it's a little bit different. So as we're building out these processes of step-by-step, step, here's how you log in, here's the script that we do, here's our how we greet our customers, here's how we, the list goes on and on and on. And you're building out these step-by-step -step processes, which then allows you to create your checklists. So a salesperson has a little cheat sheet. They know first thing in the morning, I have to do these three things. So that's my checklist in the morning. Then I have to accomplish this before lunch, this before I leave. And I have a checklist where I, as a salesperson, can just check it off and remind myself, I just have to make sure I do all of this before I leave. Now, if I have any questions about how to do it, I can go to my playbook and open my playbook. And there's the process of how to do this. So you see how this is all intertwined. We're starting with the role. We're building out all of their responsibilities and or skills. We're building out processes, the actual step-by-step -step execution or actions that they have to take to complete that task. And then we're creating a short cheat sheet or a checklist. So they remember, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. Now, notice that checklist also, what's great about this, it could turn into an audit form or an evaluation. Because now as the their coach or their leader, I can just take my audit form, which is very similar to their checklist, and go watch what they're doing and evaluate. Did they do this? Did they do this? Did they do this? If for some reason they're not doing it up to the scale or the success level that I'm expecting, what do I do? I go through our coaching process. We've talked about this previously. And I ask them, what do you remember from training about this? We can always open up the playbook and go back to the steps and remind them and get them back on track because we're all teaching out of the same book. And understand that if I have that 
structure. If I understand what that structure is, the more that I do it over and over and over again, I don't think about it. It becomes second nature to me. Then I can accelerate. Then I can really feel confident. Again, going back to the sports analogy, if I know as a left tackle, I have to go down the line and hit that person when I hear that play called, the more I do it, I don't think about what am I supposed to do? I'm not in my head. I just know the play. I know where I'm going and I can accelerate and go full speed. That's what you're trying to do for your team. So I understand it can be frustrating. I know it sounds tedious. I know it seems like, oh my gosh, this is going to take forever. Not really. If you think about, for instance, the example of creating the salesperson's day, the general manager and uh, their assistant could literally sit there over lunch in 20 minutes, just whiteboard out. What do, how do we want our salespeople to start their day? What should they be doing? And again, it goes back to that, that idea of, well, if I was a salesperson, what would I be doing? So a general manager can say, if I was the assistant manager, how would I start my day? What would I do? How would I do these things? A lot of it is just dictation. Now, for this, this individual, he said to me, I'm not very good at writing things down. Well, there's a, a, a great app on your phone that you can buy for, I think it's $4.99 called Just Press Record. Again, I don't get any money from just press record. I just think it's a great tool. You can just hold it down and you can speak and then you can hit a button and it will transcribe everything you just said. And if you speak slowly and clearly, it gets about 95% of it correct. And then you can email that to yourself and then you can edit or you could give it to someone else to edit. Do you see there are there's a lot of technology now where if you just sat and talked into your phone, that would speed up your process and not seem to be so overwhelming. So let's go back and just regroup here for a second. We have first looked at the roles and responsibilities. So if we take a role, it's not a person. Remember, people fulfill the role because if I have to move into a different role, now I can go look at the checklist, the process, so that I know I can be successful versus guessing what I'm supposed to do in this new role. But once I have that role, I'm building out the, be it the day, mapping out their day, or here's their responsibilities. And then you're breaking each of those down to say, okay, if they have to do this, log into the computer, they have to be logged into this technology. Well, we've creating a process to show them how do you log in, what screen should be up, because I want to have that set for them, but I also want to have it set for new individuals that I'm bringing onto my team. Once we have these fleshed out, we can create checklists so everyone remembers what they need to do. We can then pivot them and or, or expand them into audit forms or evaluation. So when I'm coaching my team, I have uh, something that I can hold them accountable to, which is what? Their job, their roles, their responsibilities, their processes. So again, I'm not just picking things out of thin air. I'm holding them accountable to what we laid out. And then that's where your training comes in, your constant coaching. It's also allowing you then to look at your metrics and then hold them accountable. If I'm not getting the metrics I want, it's because something with their effort or execution on the actions that they should be doing, something's not right. But if I have that sheet laid out ahead of time, then it's easy for me to find out where the, you know, the point of frustration is for them. 
Maybe something's out of order. Maybe they're not executing the same way. Maybe they're coming up with their own version of the process and I need to get them back on track. But if we have this roadmap ahead of time, then there's no argument. There's no, oh, is that what you wanted? Oh, that's not what you said before. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. You see how that can be very frustrating in the execution versus, wait a minute, what do we remember about training from training about this? And I can go to the roadmap. We can go to the processes. We can go to the checklist. Do you see how simple that can be? What's not simple or not maybe potentially easy is if you don't have all of this, it can be very overwhelming to say, oh my God, I have to create a whole manual. That's going to take forever. And you just let it go versus saying to yourself, well, what if I could knock out one or two of these a week? You'll probably get going faster. But if you said to yourself, I just want to understand, I want to get the sales team organized. I want this person's role organized. I want my day organized. Then you'll see how easy it is. Or you can, again, uh, uh, elicit help from your team to say, I need you to write out what you do here. I need you to write out what you do there. And it becomes this collaboration. But if you were able to, create processes for all that you do. And you said to yourself a year from now, I'm going to have this book. How exciting would that be? Especially if you're scaling your business and I'm adding on teams or I'm adding on more locations. How great would it be if I could just drop this book and say, here's how we do all of our work. And here's how all of the roles on our team, their responsibilities, and here's their checklist and here's their processes written out. I'll leave you with this story. I remember going on a trip, a road trip with my sons and my wife. We were going up to Connecticut from New Jersey. And on the travel, as we were traveling, we stopped at a rest area to get something to eat. My one son wanted to get something from Dunkin' Donuts. And while he was online, I was waiting and I noticed a manager manual for Dunkin' Donuts sitting on a table. And of course, I opened it up. I was just curious. And someone came over and said, oh, I shouldn't have left this out here. But I was asking them, I said, can you explain to me some of these checklists? And they said, well, that's my starting checklist. This is my opening checklist. Meaning when I come in and open up the, the, the franchise here, these are things that I have to do and I have to remember and I have to fill it out. And my regional manager comes in. And if I work 25 days this month, I'm expected to have 25 checklists. If I only have 22, I potentially can get in trouble. And I said, so walk me through this, all of these checklists. And, and what he said to me was just so profound. He said, it allows everyone to feel successful. He said, I can have a 16-year-old or a 65-year-old person start, and within no time, they'll feel comfortable and confident on how to execute their tasks because we've given them a roadmap. We've given them training with diagrams. We've walked them through it but we're all doing it the same way. So it's not my way, their way, every it's, this is the Dunkin Donuts way of running this, of doing that. And it just clicked with me and said, the more that we can generate our processes, the more that we can have this consistency, actually the freer your employees will be. It's counterintuitive. Some people will say that's very restrictive. It's not restrictive. It's confidence to allow me to know that every day when I come in, this is how I start my day. 
And that makes me feel successful. I don't have to worry about that. Same thing as a leader. I don't have to worry about my team. My job may be to inspect it. My job may be to coach and develop them. But if I've done my job, they know what they're supposed to be doing. It's my goal to hold them accountable to execute on it. And so again, if for some reason we're not reaching our goals in this scenario, it's very simple. It's either execution of the process or it's the process. But we can't judge the process till everyone is executing the process 100% of the time, all the time. Then we will see if the process is working or not. We may have to change the process. But too often, managers, you out there, your first reaction is to change the process. Oh, the process isn't working. They're not doing it, so we have to change the process. No. The first thing you need to do is number one, is there a process that everyone is being held accountable to? And does everyone know it? And if you say yes, well, then it's an accountability issue first before we change the process. So again, summarizing one last time, focus on the roles and the responsibility, not people. A salesperson, what is their responsibility during the day? What are some of their weekly tasks, monthly tasks? What are the skills that they need to have? Then start creating processes. So again, starting their day, logging into a computer, show them how to do that. They need to go check X, Y, Z, show them how to do that step by step by step so that they know how to do it and they can be successful. Then we want to make sure that we evolve that those processes into a checklist that they could follow. Then that pivots also to those audit or evaluation forms for the manager to hold people accountable to the process that we want them to execute. See, again, our evaluation form is not something we create out of thin air. It's basically the reflection of the process or checklist that they should be executing. Then we're constantly training and we're looking at our results and we're holding them accountable. And just understand lastly, the really important piece to this, as I was saying a couple times here, is when you scale. But think how much easier it will be when you're interviewing a new employee to lay your processes out and say, that's what we do here. Can you do it? Versus hiring someone who has their own idea of things and two months later, there's just confusion about what they should be able to do. This way you can say, this is what we do. This is how we do it. Can you do it? If the person says, no, that's not really my style, Let's have that conversation at the interview, not three months in where everything's been disrupted. So I hope you found that valuable. We're going to be doing some more of these tactical episodes. So please, in the comments, let me know what tips and strategies you'd like to discuss. Uh, we're going to continue on next week with some more interviews. I'm really excited about this next group of people that we're talking about. So please make sure that if you found value, please share this out with someone in your network. I'm sure that this topic could help them. As always, please uh, review us. Love to hear what you're thinking, what your comments are. Please make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss any of our episodes, either listening wherever you listen to your podcast, we're everywhere, or also over on the YouTube channel so you can see my smiling face. I appreciate your attention. I know there's a lot of places that you can consume content, but the fact that you spend some time with me means the world to me. And please remember, our goal here every single week is to help bring strategies to you, conversations to you that are going to help you become the leader that you're looking to be both personally and professionally. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.